Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 20 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me today is my co-host, Matthew Aguilar. What up, peoples? And because it's WrestleMania time, we've brought back our Mr. WWE, oh man, AWNXT expert. Did I get all those right? I think I did. Mr. Connor Casey, yes. I've been studying. I've been listening to you guys, see? Uh, and uh, Connor, I'll let you introduce our next guest because uh, he's coming from uh, your side. And I asked for the best that you had for this WrestleMania theme because we're only going to take the best to you know break down this very weird and unique WrestleMania we are about to enter. And uh, why don't you do the intro? Well, we've got another fellow member of the WWE team here. We've got Ryan Drosty. He's been with us for a couple of years, been putting out some great work. Uh, and since we had an extra opening, I figured bring him on. Heck yeah. Happy to be here. I, I'll appreciate that intro, Kofi. The best. I'll take that. All any right. day of the week. <laughs> hey, man. It's good to have you on the podcast. I see you. I mean, like, you look all professional up there. You're set up. You got, like, a whole mic stand. You got, a, you got like, a nice little setup in the background. Hey, I, for, I like first it. time on the show, I had to go all out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we really did tap the best. I mean, you're making us look much more professional than we usually are. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, yeah, Anytime. but... Uh, like I said, we got a lot to talk about today. WrestleMania is, I mean, that's a whole segment we are going to be doing for our deep dive today because there is a lot to get into there. And uh, these guys are going to go into it, I'm sure. Uh, but we also got to talk about some big things that have happened right before we got in the studio. Of course, you try to plan these things. But uh, we're going to talk about some new release dates that have been hitting us, including on the gaming side. We got some pretty big delays that just came down that I know are going to be crushing the game community. But on the plus side, we also have some PS5 details that I think are going to be pretty good. So maybe it like balances out somewhere yeah. in the middle. Uh, we're going to maybe, if we have time, talk about some shakeups of Warner Brothers. That's like second tier. So if we have time, we're going to get to that. Uh, and like I said, we got to talk about WrestleMania in our deep dive. And just a quick note about something you guys can be streaming on the DC side that might make you a little happy right about now. So we're going to get into all of that. All right, so starting right at the top, let's get uh, let's go with the, I always like to lead with the bad news, right? So let's just get that out of the way. We got uh, more kind of, uh, well, it's kind of a mix, I guess. I'm kind of mischaracterizing this. We got some delays, but we also got some kind of sign of return to movie normalcy. So we've been having these delays because of the pandemic, obviously. But Paramount has just done a mix of kind of announcing New release dates. Some of them are delays, like Top Gun Maverick is now coming out right before Christmas, which I think, again, I mean, I'm sure, Matt, maybe you'll be on with me on this. Like, that might be to the benefit of Top Gun Maverick. Exactly. It seems like a good year-ender of this year that people might want to be like, F yeah, back to America. Like, let's go see Top Gun Maverick. Like, <laughs> you know, I'll risk it. Like, America! America, we're back, baby. <laughs> like, you know, like, I could see that. And I might be in that mood by then, like, after this, the way this year is going. So uh, that's not bad. Um, 
yeah, we now know a quiet place too. So like, like I said, that's kind of the disappointment. Some people thought maybe Top Gun Maverick summer movie position would keep it, but like, we're just finding out like the reality is just setting in. Like we're going to be doing this longer than that. Summer movie season ain't going to be like any, anything like it's ever been uh, since there's ever been a summer movie season, you know? So we're not going to have that this year. So here's a new reality. But we also know now, like, A Quiet Place 2 is going to be flexing out September, which that makes September much more attractive than I think it's ever been in movies in yeah. the last, in my lifetime, because September's a, it's a freaking graveyard of movies. It's a terrible time. So uh, that's going to be a good thing. Uh, we know SpongeBob is still going to be holding down summer. It's going to be, like, late summer, but nah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! Is and, it any uh, shock that I was looking forward to SpongeBob? No, it it is no shock at all. Uh, it it's in kind of the uh, to the Tomorrow War, that new movie that everybody's in. That's going to be kind of crazy with Chris Pratt leading the way. Has also been postponed, obviously, because they can't get that done in time with the pandemic going on. So, like I said, there's a mix of uh, good and bad there. Um, anybody have any strong feelings about any of this that I didn't just cover? Well, I actually had not heard about the delay with Top Gun, and that's devastating for me. I've been waiting for this movie since I was like four years old. So thanks for breaking that news to me. <laughs> hey, that's hey, but I also said that like as a Christmas present to yourself, at the end of a really crappy year, you could be getting Top Gun that's true. as a send-off into 2021. Which that's is gonna true. be an awesome year for movies because I wrote up the list of 2021 looks like now because of these delays. And the we were already going to have an epic year. 2021 was already going to be a year where we got a Friday where Keanu Reeves drops two, four movies that like are going to blow our minds. John Wick 4 and The Matrix 4. That was already in place. Now we have like all kinds of crazy stuff that had to jump to 2021 because of these delays. And so I totally thought you were talking insane. about Bill and Ted. Uh, <laughs> I totally thought you were talking That's about. a three. That's not a four, but uh, uh, like, yeah. No, Bill and Ted, I mean, he was getting that money before that. Like, Keanu Reeves is getting it all, man. Like, don't, don't sleep on that, man. But uh, is, there a, is there a world where Quiet Place moves again? Because September, like, we're still... Yes, it's a, very, it's a very real world where... Right? I, I didn't want to be a downer, but yes, it's a very optimistic hope that by September, even, even if here's the thing like uh, i don't want to get too serious on this podcast but like september's already going to be like a summer i can there's already predicting that we'll have a summer break to this but like by fall when it's real flu season again like we're gonna have to be doing this all over again so it's gonna be like uh we get a break we come outside up oh, everybody back inside because it's like real now flu season and this is like where it could be real serious so yes there's a very real world where this moves again and just to 2021 in March, 2021. Right. Cause like yeah, that. at that yeah. point, just go next year. Like yeah. don't, don't fool around. Don't, and do. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think it's cool though. that top gun comes out in Christmas. Cause I think that's actually like, yes, it is a summer movie, but if it had to go somewhere else, I think Christmas really is a perfect date for it. And I yeah. think it could do just as well, if not better in that yeah. date. And it wasn't practical before. And now it is. I mean, I think that actually works out for its benefit, which yeah. I'm actually looking forward to that movie. So yeah, I looks, mean, it's fun. I'm actually looking forward to it as a Christmas present. So there you go. But, uh, yeah. So that's on the movie side. Yeah. Take but yeah, quiet place too. Thanks for bringing it down, Matt. I was trying to get out of here. I'm sorry. Where's my Debbie Downer voice? <laughs> oh man. But, uh, all right. Moving right along to gaming. So yeah, Matt, maybe you want to get into this cause you've somehow become our gaming expert in the show. 
you, yeah, we got two big delays on the gaming side. Uh, do you want to hit them with a big one first? Just to- sure. Could you not, by the way, could you not sound as dejected about that or surprised? <laughs> could you, could you pitch it? It was just better. Uh, it was an unplanned surprise. It just happened. <laughs> it, it happened organically oh, in the geez. show. It just grew like, here you are, Mr. Gamer. All right. Somehow this peasant <laughs> figured out gaming. Uh, so yeah, so the biggest news uh, is Last of Us 2, which had already been delayed uh, once. And now it is purely on the part of Sony in, uh, announcing that uh, Last of Us 2 and Iron Man VR, uh, another very much anticipated game, uh, both are put on the uh, essentially injured reserve because we have no idea. They are essentially like indefinitely postponed and it will just depend on how this coronavirus thing progresses and when that pocket is. I mean, it, they're just put on hold. Uh, they were initially going to come out uh, not very long. Like That's why fans had, were already hyped for it. Then it got pushed back. But people were like, oh, it's coming, though. And now we just have no clue. When. I imagine it will be kind of like Quiet Place, like whenever that pocket, whenever they feel like people can, you know, go out to stores and things like that. Maybe that's when they go ahead and push it because it'll be done. Right. Because right now they're still in essentially crunch finishing up on it. Uh, so that that is a huge bummer for a lot of fans. I know Brandon Davis somewhere is crying. Because that is his. Oh, I know. I didn't. I didn't want to bring. I knew. Favorite. I'm just bringing out all the downer uh, notes. Yeah, uh, he he's gonna be crushed about that. <laughs> he's one. gonna be crushed. But um, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm surprised. Like, I mean, I I'm gonna. I'm not gonna pretend. I'm I'm a casual gamer these days. I'm a dad gamer. I, I squeeze in Call of Duty or Apex like when my kids are asleep and I can. Okay. Like that's what no I do. Here. That's how. It, what's up? That's me too. No judgment here. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. Play. Yeah. Okay. So this, I know I'm safe in this crowd. <laughs> I I don't know if I'm safe in the larger podcasting crowd, but um. So I'm not gonna prove because I'm about to say something, and I don't want gamers like coming at me and doxing me and all that stuff. Like, all I'm saying is I, I'm just surprised in the industry that we're not far along enough along. Or even even if you did it as a kind of like a lottery rollout for people who want to pre-purchase and get it early and then kind of do it over the course of weeks, like you can't roll it out digitally. And then just for downloads, like, I mean, it's the same thing with movies, though. It's the same argument. Like, I feel like there's a lot of sticking to this when you could be getting money just kind of, like I said, if people want to get it. So, like, really, when it was supposed to come out, like, you pay, yeah. like, a little extra and, and you get it early and then the next week, you know, next week and then next week, even if we just kind of peter out the downloads that way. But uh, it's one of those things like that. And we actually had this discussion in the Slack channel at one point when all the comic news of like digital releases came out. Like it's one of those things that while it, because it is totally possible, they could have released this completely digitally. You would have had a chunk of the hardcore would have, you know, you it's, it just gets tricky when you're dealing with like that not hardcore crowd. And also because this game has been anticipated for years now, so many people have physical pre-orders in at Best Buys, GameStops, Target, like whoever offers these, it's, it's in the ecosystem. So, you know, it's, it's hard to like figure out, okay, are you going to give vouchers? Like, how is that going to work? How does Best yeah. Buy get their cut? Like there's so much gray area. I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake, also got pushed not for a new release date, but one before. Not for this though. It got pushed before. Yeah. And because of the nature of this, and people can't necessarily go to physical stores and pick this up, they're doing a thing of like, 
rolling it out in certain territories early. So like right now, the game doesn't come out till April 10th, but you can get it in Europe and some other places now. And so they're kind of like, we had to do that because otherwise no one was going to be able to get it. Yeah. They'll do a digital. So even with the game that was already finished, prepped off to places to ship, it's weird. Throw that in for like two months later and this, it, it gets so sticky so quickly, but they can, right? Like, they can do a digital release. Iron Man makes sense why they pushed it because VR doesn't have the foothold that yeah. a con- tri- traditional console has, even though it's on and, a console. And this just, was probably supposed to be a kind of major title that would attract people to the hardware of VR. Yeah. So, like, you got, I, I get the business of that. I get why you wait for something like that. Um, yeah, but something like Final Fantasy, like, yeah, that kind of tiered rollout digitally like is something i think would be like right up their alley just to and but i get what you're saying i didn't think about the logistics of like yeah people who have pre-ordered and are actually waiting on that physical copy of a game that's like sitting on a warehouse floor somewhere yeah just like, like square enix yeah. has essentially released a statement saying like we hope everyone gets their physical copy we don't really have control over it there's some of them are at stores some are not we hope everyone gets it everyone be polite about spoilers like that's all he can really do <laughs> wow. so oh, i mean man. you know some people are kind of like we're gonna get ours we're gonna go get a bag and go to gamestop get the transfer the dirty drug transfer as it is like right now with <laughs> oh, gamestop <laughs> so it's it's a weird, it's a weird situation, but at, you know, at least they will probably come out this year. Fans can look forward to it. Um, right, and then of yeah. course, that's not even talking about the console stuff. I don't know if you want to get into that. Um, well, I mean, like we just can touch on a little bit. Uh, the PS5 thing, I think the price thing was the biggest thing, right? Like, yeah, $400 is the, now this is not official. Just want to put that out there. Uh, this is something that is being, like it's essentially like a report that has come from sources close to it. We have no idea if this is actually going to be the price or not, but that price, if it's true, states $400, which a lot of people assumed 500. Some even were saying above that because I mean, that was the exact price of the PS3 and with tech and every, or sorry, the PS4. So with tech and everything, going so far and like Sony saying that like some of the chips were going to be harder to produce because of like 5g and the demand for those sharing with the console. Like there was all these things that were saying like, it's going to be expensive. So if it is 400, that's huge. That's a great thing for Sony. Again, let's hope they can actually do that. But if you're only in this day and age, if you're going to pay $400 and get a completely backwards compatible system for all of the PS4 library and everything else, $400 ain't bad. You know, especially if you trade, well, I mean, now who knows if you can trade in your system. That used to be a thing you used to be able to go do. Now, who knows if you're going to be able to do that going forward for a while. Uh, Also, these are slated for holiday 2020. Who the heck knows if that's going to be a thing? I mean, we might see a thing where Microsoft and Sony both delay theirs till 2021. Because do you really want to release a console this year? I don't know. No. Maybe you do. Just keep that. I mean, it depends on what you want your... I mean, I think everybody's going to be, if I had to guess the minds of great console business magnates, um, I would say like you probably are just going to be in a wait and perch situation for Q4. I mean, people are going to be looking at that Q4 and saying, can we bounce back and try to do something and just balance these books this year by at least nailing that Q4 thing if people are out in the holiday season and things start to open up. But if it looks like 
we get another wave in the fall or things are like not looking sure, like, yeah, I'm sure they'll just push to get it on the books in 2021 and just write off. Everybody's going to have to just, we're going to have to just do a whole mulligan for 2020 as, as a nation and just be like, all right, let's just start back on these books in 2021. Uh, You know, for most places, that, you know. that price, I want to say that price is insane. When you think about like what the yeah. PS3 cost when it came out, right? I, I was working at Best Buy in college in 06 when that came out, $600, almost 15 years ago versus <laughs> four or 500 now. Like, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I remember the PS3 coming out, you know, with the Blu-ray player and we were selling Blu-ray players in the home theater off the shelf. Like for nine hundred and ninety nine dollars, oh, I, yeah. I would take so many people <laughs> back to that. home theater, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I want one of those new Blu-ray players." It was like nine hundred ninety nine ninety nine, and I would cool. be like, "You know, or you could get a game system and a Blu-ray player for six hundred. And I sold so many PS3s with yeah. just that angle. Dude, so I to think that, that this would days. be even cheaper is that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I remember those days like really fondly. Like, yeah. I was like, uh, I was living in New York and that I was kind of 06, about 07. I was in grad school and when those like really started circulating and like, man, yeah, the price for that and the whole Blu-ray thing and watching like Iron Man and Dark Knight on Blu-ray for the first time and being like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. But then again, I also owned, my family owned a Laserdisc player and thought that was amazing. So, nice. you know, it's been a long journey. But uh, <laughs> just talking about that, yeah. So, I mean, that's a big thing. If the PS5 comes out and it is 400 bucks, that is a major game changer um yeah we're gonna have to see q4 i would say is gonna be try to get that christmas rush and have it be those crazy don't but i hope they don't pull some crap like keeping it in demand like oh we're selling out a ps4 like you know you got a warehouse of this stuff just like (laughs) get everybody merry christmas everybody here's a bunch of ps5s like merry christmas (laughs) yeah like just go nuts but um yeah we'll have to wait and see um i guess we have some time real quick so let's just stop on this other topic uh, Warner Bro- Warner Media has a new boss, Jason Keelar, and I thought this was an interesting story. Um, I didn't; it wasn't interesting for me to write up, but it did have some interesting information in it. In the sense that, like Jason Keelar, it's it's his resume, right? Like this is a guy who came from kind of pioneering things that like DreamWorks Animation. Um, he was a co-founder of Hulu. He was an SVP at Amazon. Like this is a guy who knows kind of I would trust to how to build like digital brands and things like that and kind of organize and structure like digital business. And I thought that was really interesting because it's like the biggest thing Warner Brothers probably needs like across the board right now. Like because I feel like they're the studio. Warner Brothers, if you don't understand anything about like film or deep into film, I mean like you want to talk about studios that have like libraries of things like Fox was like one of the big ones before that's why Disney got it. But like Warner brothers is like the other big one. Like Warner brothers has like just crazy library of just like across the board of Warner media. You're talking about like Warner brothers pictures, you're talking about Turner. You're talking about like DC. You're talking about the craziest library of just like content. But like, I feel like they're the worst example of it, how to use it in the digital age, like, and make money for yourself as opposed to because Warner TV, all that stuff, like, oh my God, it's everywhere. So like, if this guy comes in, I have a lot more faith in things like HBO Max all of a sudden and what happens with DC and like all that stuff, because this guy kind of gets it and like seeing what Hulu became specifically, because I was there, again, you want to go back to like 06, 07, I was there in Hulu at the first when that was like the hot spot because you could join and it was free 
and they were just running it's always sunny in philadelphia and arrested development (laughs) and like a bunch of other stuff and that's how people were just like passing around links and it was like the funny little name we were like what hulu what are you talking about like and somebody would give you like yeah go check this out you can watch arrested development for free and then like you know it just kind of built up from there and i thought hulu would die honestly and they came out and now it's like my go-to for like tv shows i think i was saying and like the last show that's like my digital source for tv like i watch hulu like a lot just if only for just tv shows and things like that so i don't watch anything live almost it's almost always via hulu yeah and it's just kind of like they they did it so i'm really interested to see what this guy can do for warner brothers we could actually get like a good digital setup for dc and other things in streaming service out of this connor you look skeptical uh i was skeptical when he started liking those tweets about the snyder cut that was that's where people. Oh wow! Yes, we were going to get into that. Fire. But all right, fire! Let's get into that. Connor spilled the tea all over the table. Very smart. Oh well. Um. Yeah. I mean, but do you, I was thinking about that because he did. Okay. So what Connor's referencing is their new CEO of Warner Media, Jason Keillor, was liking people's like tweet tweets that were about the Snyder Cut, right? which made people kind of get into this whole uproar that he's going to be the guy, the game changer that's coming in to release the Snyder cut. But like, let's just keep it in perspective. Yesterday was April fools. And for the most part, April fools was canceled for a lot of people for obvious taste reasons. I did some things that we won't get into. And also Warner brothers or decided to, um, or HBO max there through their HBO max account, Warner media trolled a whole bunch of people by posting, <laughs> He's so cold. A boss logic <laughs> Snyder Cut fan poster <sighs> as if they were going to launch the Snyder Cut. And it was an April Fool's joke, which just pissed off a whole bunch of people, which is awesome in itself. But uh, so my question is did Jason Keelar, like, was he part of the con and just getting in? The guy has a sense of humor and he just did it to drum up publicity for like this big April Fool's joke that we're doing. Or could this dude really like be the one who's like, yo, you guys are just like, because I mean, like we said, like a couple for many shows now, like, what are you doing right now? Look at the state of 2020, put out the Snyder cut, like get some publicity, get HBO max, like something. Do you think he could be that guy, Matt? Here's the thing. I, man, it's so hard, right? Because like, when is HBO max supposed to debut? Uh, (laughs) Right. Because like, Man, yeah, I mean, if, like, I can't even think about that stuff anymore. Like, it's like, if it was out now, to me, I would say, like, yes. Like, this, have some fun with it. I love the not, like, I love the troll, by the way. I think it's hilarious. As someone who even tweeted about an article that I had to write about it and then still got hate from someone of, like, you know, this isn't based on anything. Like, of course not based on anything. Uh, May. <laughs> it's supposed to come out in May. With it coming out in May, if it actually still comes out as as planned. I mean, with the way things are right now, there's no bigger like fish out there than that. And you have it, you have it. It's in your own life. You don't have to license it from anybody. You don't got to go pay anybody. You just put it together. Even if they did the documentary that we've talked about so many times, like I think, yes, if he sees gold just sitting on a shelf, which is what Warner brothers has all over the place, just, IP sitting everywhere that like any other studio would kill for. And it's just sitting there because no one knows what to do with it. If you see that, why wouldn't you? Like if, if he's a shrewd uh, person, I would say, yes. I mean, it makes no sense not to do it. It's, 
It's a dedicated driver of an audience. Just put it out there. You will get a bunch of people just flocking to your service just to see that. And we know that's half the battle because once they're in, a lot of people don't cancel for a while or they stick around. Like that's how you get people, right? Look at Verizon yeah. and Disney Plus. It's all, I mean, man, like it's also so many ways you can just, you start with the Snyder cut and then you just start throwing people into the other stars. Get that DC universe stuff ported over and forget that ever happened. Be like, Oh, you love that Snyder cut. Yo, have you seen Titans push Titans, do a promotion, <laughs> push doom patrol. Like as a free promotion, just be like, yo, watch these for free on uh, HBO max right now. If you just come to the site, like run site in season one, just season one and just like get people in, like start. You have, like you said, you have these IP start running Harry Potter through there for free. Like do every, like just, go nuts people need content so bad right now and like you said the problem with warner brothers is it's almost too big to manage i i took like film studies in college i had to take like an entire segment of like my film class like uh, analysis class that was just warner brothers studios like productions through like the 1940s in like film noir and that was like an entire segment that was like three months of movies bro and i was just like oh my god and it was just all about how warner brothers like cranked out movies and has like every movie in the world and it's just like nobody can find out how to filter all this stuff like yeah start linking this branding together like through these events like you know get it together <laughs> like do something with all this because like i said people need it right now and and uh i'm not throwing shade i'm just saying like for the adult demo like disney plus ain't delivering you know netflix is still king but one is not enough we need more because now i'm just having like post party depression because i don't have another joey exotic like coming out this week and like what do i do in my life you know <laughs> I mean, happy to be back in the Ozarks, but you know, yeah, come on, Netflix. Binge Ozark that fills the void. Of yes, yeah. Rednecks. But it's just keeping me. It's like <laughs> it's like I'm a vampire drinking animal blood now. You know what I mean? Like tiger uh, blood. Oh. Yeah. Oh, stop it. <laughs> uh, like I had, I had Love Is Blind. I had the Circle. I had Joe Exotic. Now I'm just kind of like I'm like, what's next? Netflix. So we need like HBO Max. But um, all right, we don't want to spend too much time on this. We gotta. We got a lot to get to because there's there's a still a lot of craziness on the other side of this break. When we come back, we're going to deep dive into WrestleMania 36, one for the books already, and it hasn't even begun yet. So stay tuned for all of that. And we're going to talk about what's going on, something real quick at DC, and let you know. And I think, Matt, if we have some time, we're going to get into some video game impressions. We might flip that and do that at the end because Matt has some uh, video game stuff because he's our video game expert now. So stick around for all that. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. 
Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today. All right. Um, let's get to it. I just thought I'd uh, shout out real quick on the DC side of things. We were just talking about DC Universe throwing shade, but uh, at least they're doing one thing, right? Which is giving people new content in the form of Harley Quinn season two is coming up. Uh, Jenna Anderson, who was on the show a couple shows back, did an excellent review for us on comicbook.com DC and talks about, you know, if you haven't picked up on Harley Quinn, this is a good time to do it. Season two is kind of great as well. She gives it a uh, five out of five and says it has all the makings of a genuine hit, one that could somehow manage to outdo its stellar first batch of episodes. The cast and crew are clearly having fun bringing this new adventure of Harley's to life, and it will be fascinating to see how the yarn unspools from here. So, if you're not into Harley Quinn yet, now's a good time to do because apparently season two, once they kind of got their rhythm, is uh, even better. And if you are just kind of been with the show, it's it's on. I mean, it's kind of hard with everything going on to get alerts, actual like alerts of what's coming out. But uh, Harley Quinn season two has arrived, so check that out on DC Universe. All right, that's it for my, my spiel. You guys, it's all about you. You know what you're talking about. I'm kind of really psyched. I wish I'd brought up some popcorn to hear this because, <laughs> you know, it was already going to be an event hearing you guys talk about WrestleMania, but 36. But uh, now it's like, wow, like I said, this is this is historic. So, uh, Connor, take it away. What is going on in the world of WrestleMania this year? Anything new? Oh, you know, just just a couple things. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention, here's where we're at right now with WrestleMania this weekend. It's not taking place inside a football stadium in Tampa. It's taking place inside of WWE's training facility in front of no fans. Uh, it has been extended from one night to two. Rob Gronkowski is hosting it, and I would put money on he's going to wrestle. So get ready for that. Yes. Yes. Oh, we got 16 days to get through. <laughs> yes. This whole thing was taped a week ago. We're going to see Undertaker in a graveyard. We're going to see Bray Wyatt try to kill John Cena in the Firefly Funhouse. Uh, this thing is just one big cluster. Sponsored and by Ringling Brothers? Exactly. It might as well be. There might as well be elephants. I'd be shocked if there weren't. Um, guys, Matt, Ryan, I want to start with this. This is the big question. It's in our WrestleMania preview. It's what everybody's been talking about. Should this show even be happening? Personally, I would say no. But uh, where this is Vince McMahon we're dealing with, you know, he's, he's going to go on regardless. Uh, I think... It's going to be interesting watching it. I, I think they might surprise us a little bit, but you know, wrestling without fans is just so difficult to get into. I, the whole wrestling business, wrestlers learn to work based on crowd reactions. When you don't have that crowd there, it's just, it's so bizarre to watch. I don't know about you guys. It's just, I've had a really hard time getting into these shows on TV the last couple of weeks. Of course, no fault of their own, uh, but uh I, I do think that after WrestleMania is over, it would be to their benefit to do this break that everyone has been kind of talking about might be a possibility, kind of refresh the product, get some long-term storylines booked and give the writing team some actual time to come up with some content rather than, you know, the week to week grind that they're on all of the time. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they should have delayed it personally, but hey, it's in, it's in the can now. So I guess we're, we're along for the ride to see what we get. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm actually totally okay with them going on with it. Like, I, I feel like that's fine. Like there was no, 
it would be really hard for them to pivot and just stop the storylines that are in progress. Some of them are not storylines. Some of them are literally just, hey, these two people were around, so let's have them wrestle in the ring. Those, whatever. But like the ones that were actually like in progress. Except your fan is doing that exact thing. They just canceled the pay-per-view and said, hey, all the matches that were going to be on it, we're just putting them on the show. Which is fine, but that's, I mean, it's WrestleMania. I don't know. I'm okay with them. There's an, it's enough of a draw and it's a, it's a big enough thing with people right now looking for content to watch. I have no problem with this. I really don't like just put on as good a show as you can. Let's have some fun. Like some of these matchups are literally just fan servicey things. AJ Styles Undertaker. That is literally fan service. It doesn't feed into any great story. John Cena Fiend is, you know, one of the ones I'm actually looking forward to. Again, it's popcorn fest. It's not any substantive thing. It's just two Six people in the making, Matthew. What? <laughs> I saw that. Oh my god. Uh, Goldberg and whoever he goes up against. Like these are things oh, that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. These are things that are just popcorn. I'm right now, that's all I really want from a WWE product. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for other matches on the card, so I don't have a problem with them doing it. Um, my biggest thing is, because I agree with Ryan, like it has been an adjustment to watch some of these programs without fans. Uh, SmackDown especially, uh, and, and NXT to a point as well. But what I will say is that it really varies from match to match because honestly, this is really where you tell who can, who can, like, who is further ahead in their development as a professional wrestler than others? I have seen matches between two people that I would not ordinarily have put up high shine because literally you can see they're doing storytelling just by in the moves that they're doing in the back and forth because you can hear them and you're not hearing stupid chants like what. And uh, this is awesome. And the same crap you hear all the time, like you're actually hearing them go back and forth and it shines a light on these two actually telling a story in the ring. Others that you would think would be no brainers, not so great because again, you're seeing not the crowd cover up deficiencies. Uh, so I, I mean, I feel especially that way in like Baszler's case and in, in Rhea who I adore, but like, again, you see the, in the middle of the match things, not necessarily being as high as others. So I think I'm cool with them doing it. I'm looking forward to it. It is weird and it's not exactly at all what I expected, but you know, I'm yeah, good. It, it doesn't feel like WrestleMania week. I, I said no. that on Sunday and it, that feeling hasn't gone away. Um, and to answer the question, yeah, no, they, this should not be happening. This should have been delayed, postponed, try again sometime in the summer. They don't have a pay-per-view in June. Why not go then? I, I, I had yet to been I have yet to been given a reason why other for pure financial reasons, which they're gonna take a wash on this show anyway. They're losing a ton of money yeah. off of merchandise and ticket sales and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's gone. That that's not happening. And on top of all that, you basically, you know, God, the universe, whoever you believe in, basically slapping you upside the head every which way ever since they said, Yeah, we're gonna keep on with the show. Roman's out. Andrade got hurt. Ray Mysterio and Dana Brooke are both in quarantine. We don't know if they're actually sick or what. Yeah. Uh, we know that the latter match is getting scrapped because we think Miz might be sick. Like there have been so many signs that are just saying, yeah, you should not have done this. This was a mistake. 
scrap it, try yeah. again later. Like things, everybody things else. Things are biblical here. right now. You might want to take the signs. Think about how many people are involved in producing this show. 16 matches. How many performers are coming there, let alone the production staff. Yeah. There's so many people going to Orlando. It's just public health wise. It's a bad idea. And if, if the best you can do to check if people are okay is a temperature check. <laughs> uh, yeah, as we know, you can pass I mean, on the sickness yeah, without we, showing I think any we symptoms. like knocked out that whole mythology like yeah. two weeks ago. Like, yeah. yeah. Or however long I've been in this room. I don't remember. But uh, yeah, there are a lot of signs that this is a bad idea. That's why I was kind of interested to hear your take on it. Um, and I, I'll say this. I was listening to, I don't know if you guys listened to John Cena's interview with Corey Graves from earlier today. But he went through this just – it's an excellent interview, by the way. He's a very smart guy. He goes through this master class of you know, how he learned by having a very limited move set, which is what people have accused him for having for years. He was, he was able to gauge what to do and when purely based off the crowd. And when you don't have that, it's only the moves that you can rely on at that point with the exception of a couple of matches that we're going to get into that are going to have some uh, Hollywood effects to them. I feel like this, it, the lack of crowd is really going to wear on this show as it goes on. Mm-hmm. As far as the matches outside of it, I think, I don't know if you guys ever watched Lucha Underground, but AJ Stelfer's Undertaker feels like it's going to be exactly that. It's a, it's a very alive match in a graveyard. Yeah. yeah. And you can see my enthusiasm or hear it, I hope. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> the real question is do we get Biker Taker? Because he's been dressing like it. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, wrote, I wrote this in our preview. I feel like it's just going to be informal Undertaker. You know, he's not going to be the production that we see. I'm not sure that it's actually Biker Taker, but I'm sure that's what people will run with the night of the show. Sweater but, vest taker. Yeah, Chandler. That Bing. might be an improvement over Biker Taker, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, and then, that, and then the, do we have any expectations for the Funhouse? You match? better bring a tiger. That's all I know. <laughs> it's not from one of those zoos. Good God! For the Funhouse match, I just don't want. Uh, I don't know what I want from that match. I just, I just don't <laughs> want. I, I have okay. Here's what I don't want. I don't want anything projected on the mat. Oh, God. Please, for the love of Lord, don't project anything on the mat. Don't project anything on the walls like they did last time. It was terrible. It was, what what was it, cockroaches and, like, worms and, like, all kinds of random junk projected onto the – that was terrible. I don't want that. Honestly, if you do anything else, I will probably not hate it. (laughs) Just don't do that. Fair, fair. Now, let's – with all that negativity out of the way, let's get to some positivity. What matches are you actually looking forward to? Uh, for me, there's three that really stand out. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. I feel like that that match has been built up old school so well with Owens, you know, unable to get his hands on Rollins week after week. Like you look at the tag match they had on Raw last week and you had Owens get the win and right after Rollins runs in there, stops him. You know, so you're really wanting to see the payoff of of Owens coming in and there's kind of a side ta- tangent on that match. Uh, Rollins for the most part, like he usually goes over at mania or, you know, comes out on top. Kevin Owens, not so much. Um, uh, you would think old school booking wise that this would be Kevin Owens kind of WrestleMania to shine. We'll see, but I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, I, I think they tip their hat with that one when they're like, he's never had a WrestleMania moment minus the right. one with the AEW star that we don't talk about anymore. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, you know, the Brian Zane match, I think that's going to be a clinic. Really looking forward to that one. And then how could you not look forward to Edge making his return? It really sucks for him that it's happening without fans now. But uh, I'm, they, I think that's probably the best built match on this entire card is Edge and Orton. So I'm, those are the three I'm most looking forward to. I would say the Shayna Becky match, just missing the cut personally. You've incurred the wrath of Matt. Yeah, that's right there at number four, Matt. So I, I'm looking forward to it. It's just not I wasn't my top judging. Three. I wasn't judging. I wasn't judging. I mean, obviously, that one makes my top three. I'm excited for that. Despite despite some of the fumbles in that storyline, uh, biting of necks and uh, weird promos and everything like that, I feel like on a just who, pure wait, 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 pause. Who what? went? Who went? Tyson. Oh, you didn't know about this? <laughs> no, Connor, I, I, I'm learning, but I'm not like deep in, like I'm not a master yet. I'm just a Padawan. What, what's oh, going on? So Shayna Baszler shows up on her first episode of Raw and just straight up vampires Becky Lynch in the back of the neck. Yeah. Took a big old chunk. Oof, man. No, and by the way, uh, there was no real, like, she's not like a vampire gimmick or anything. <laughs> it just kind of happened. Uh, it's not uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, here's how the divas are getting down now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that match, just because, I mean, yes, my, uh, I think both of those two are very talented wrestlers, and I'm excited to actually see them, like, lock up on a big stage. Um, I'm very excited for that. Uh, I will say anything with Otis. Yeah. Otis says just a general rule. I don't care what match he's in. I watch Otis. Uh, Did you uh, pre-order that shirt yet? I sent you on Twitter. No, I need to though. It looks. Oh my god, it's awesome. Take I am so afraid of that match just because knowing Vince McMahon, I don't think he's gonna let the big fat guy get the girl in the end. I think he's gonna be like, "You can't have her. You're fat." And then just, don't be a downer. I'm, don't be a downer. You're probably right. I'm just. I don't want to think that way, and I want to think it positive. And I just, I'm like over, like, I just, Dolph Ziggler plays a perfect slime ball like this, and I just think, like, this writes itself. Like, just let him go over at the big show. Let the let this play out. It's a great little fan moment. Let him, just let him have it. Let him have it. Otis has been building up himself so well. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, also, as, I mean, while I'm, while I, I get a little tired of like Charlotte being in like all of these matchups. I feel like this NXT matchup could have been something else with someone on the NXT roster, but uh, Rhea and Charlotte will probably be very good. I mean, Charlotte's great in these moments. She typically never disappoints. So, uh, you know, and I'm a big Ripley fan again, despite some of the like on the mic stuff, I think they're great in the ring. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Also, I just want to see what Cena fiend is. I've made no bones about that. I'm like, I'm really over the fiend stuff, but I will say the promo Bray delivered on SmackDown against Cena with no crowd was like exceptional. Uh, it was one of some of the best stuff I'd seen from him so far. So if we can get, you know, just a great back and forth match, no over the top red light, no over the top weird projections, just do a great match popcorn. That could be really fun. So that's that's what I'm mostly looking forward to. I'll go rapid fire with mine. Uh, Sammy Bryan, I think, is going to be excellent. Um, I think the best story that they can tell with Becky Shayna is, and Matt, you're you're not going to like this first part, but you won't mind the second. Is that I think I think Becky gets railroaded 
in this first match. How dare we, you. We, pull, we pull a Rocky three where she walks in super confident. Here comes the unstoppable new challenger. She catches her off guard and beats her. And then Becky has to come back and build her way back up. Cause honestly, if it's not, if it's not Shayna, Becky's kind of run through everybody else in the division. So you, you'd almost have to go yeah. dig up somebody from NXT. No, I like that idea a lot, actually. You had me a Rocky three. I love Rocky. Yeah, that's a great correlation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, Ryan, I think that's a good pick. Uh, credit to them because it felt like that rivalry was going on forever. But when you actually look at it and the times that they've gotten their hands on each other, it's been rare. It's been few and far between and always with Kevin coming up short. Uh, their promos on Raw were excellent. Um, Alistair Black and Lashley shouldn't be happening, and I hope it's three seconds long. Uh, ditto Elias King Corbin, but I'm pretty sure that's where Gronk runs in. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, Edge versus Orton will be the match of the weekend. Uh, we will get, like, I'm going to get, I'm not going to stop with that Lucha Underground comparison. That's exactly what Taker Styles is going to feel like. I wouldn't be shocked if we get some run in, maybe from Kane, maybe from Mankind, something like that. Some Something to link back to that whole unholy trinity thing. You oh, mentioned. Mankind would be a great one. Although I don't know how mobile Mick Foley is at this point in his life. Um, wow, but, this is a downer episode. We are not doing good on the apocalypse. It's, it's, it's time in the coronavirus, Kofi. I'm sorry. But here's the, here's the big question for Matt and Ryan. We'll end on this. Do they actually pull the trigger on certain major events like uh, Shayna beating Becky, uh, Drew finally becoming world champion, someone dethroning Goldberg, or do they just push that all to the side, have none of the champions lose, or none of the major ones anyway, and say all these important big moments that we were hoping to have inside this 80,000-plus stadium, yeah, we're going to save that for when we actually have crowds again. I was thinking about that, and I kind of feel like when you think about it, it sucks that there's no not going to be fans there for, you know, if Drew McIntyre goes over. I think that he was set up so well at the Royal Rumble, and to not have fans there for the moment sucks. But, you, you know, you step back and you think about it, okay, there's still millions of people watching it at home. So people are still taking it in, regardless if there's people there or not. So I feel like they should still do it. Um, I think with Shayna the way that she was dominant at the elimination chamber, like she has to win. I, I don't see any way that she can't, the way they put her over so strong there. I just, I feel like that, that one has to happen. Goldberg's going to be interesting because you know, I don't know what the commitment is from him long-term, you know, and especially if they go on a break, that might make it more possible to keep the belt on him a while longer. Uh, we've all seen the rumors on, on who might be replacing Roman. I, I guess I won't go into it. I'll keep this spoiler free, but, uh, I could see him making the switch, though, uh, for sure. I think those three have a pretty high probability of the titles changing hands. Uh, most of the undercard, other than that, I don't. I don't think title changes are going to happen. Like, I don't imagine Charlotte Flair returning to NXT full time as the NXT ne- never, Women's Champion. Yeah. Never doubt Vince's love of putting Charlotte over at me. Yeah. <laughs> we saw her beat Oscar in ten minutes. That's true. I was there for that one. We were shocked in the crowd when that happened. But yeah, it's it's hard to imagine Charlotte doing it. But then again, you could kind of take that angle of she wants to prove herself. She's done everything on the main roster. So she wants to go down to NXT and, you know, prove she can still dominate. And what fans look at is kind of like the work rate promotion. So 
know. We'll see. Please, please, Lord, don't let that happen. Yeah. <laughs> please, I, I wouldn't think so, but who knows? Uh, who knows? Um, but I, but I agree with Ryan. I feel like um, you're you're doing WrestleMania. So if you're going to do it, go all in. Go ahead and and pull the trigger on the storylines that you have put in place. The big jaw drop moments that you had planned, do them. Go at just approach this. If you're gonna do it, don't do this weird diet WrestleMania where like some of the stuff gets pushed aside and then people are like, well, what did I just watch? Like, I just watched a glorified raw people. You're going to get more anger doing that long-term than by saving all of your good stuff, supposedly for later, like go ahead and do it. Uh, at some point, like Ryan said, Drew McIntyre winning, you know, and, and getting gold, he's not going to look at that. Like that's not going to like rob him of a WrestleMania moment. You know what I mean? Because yes, you have millions of people watching. It's going to be written about. It's going to be talked about. It's going to be, he's going to do interviews. He's going to be the champ going forward. Like there are things in place that he still gets to enjoy all that, even though there wasn't a crowd to it for it to be this like maximized moment. You would ask Drew, I would imagine you would say like, no, I want it. I still want that cool thing. So go ahead and do that. I, I see I think if they're smart, I agree with both of you. I feel like Shayna will go over. Um, and that way you, you get a credible story for Becky and Shayna going forward. And you don't halt the momentum of Shayna. Um, knowing Vince and the way he's done NXT stars before, I would not be surprised if he then halts her <laughs> momentum right in the middle of when it's getting good because he's done that so many times before. But I am hoping she goes over and we actually get a full next chapter of that storyline. Um, and the same way for like Goldberg, I, I feel like you're right. I feel like he's the one that they stop and they go, let's just play this out. Keep the belt on you. See how it goes. Do a week to week or month to month, however they structure their contracts, because it would have made sense to lose to Reigns and you give oh, Reigns. No, that's the important is that he was booked to lose to Reigns prior to yeah. this match. My so only thing with him is I can't imagine that he was expecting to keep wrestling between now and whenever the next Saudi show is. So exactly. they might not even be up for it and just go, no, I, this, you had me till April. I'll see you again whenever Saudi happens. Bye. At this point in time, though, do you, with the way the world is right now, do you see Goldberg, one, turning down whatever money they're going to throw at him and go, hey, keep working for a little bit. Come on TV. You don't got to do full matches. Just do a Brock Lesnar appearance type thing. Keep the thing out there until we can... Figure something out <laughs> so that someone can take the belt off you. You know, I don't see that being an issue. I really don't. Um, I, so I, that's think, I think they, uh, yeah, I think you guys have convinced me. I think they still go with a, with a happy note at the end with something like Drew winning because, and this is very likely, we might go a few weeks without any WWE television at all. So if you end on a note like that and people wanting to see what the next chapter will be, if you make them wait a little bit, they might actually look more forward to it. But anyway, guys, we'll have full coverage of WrestleMania, both nights of it, this weekend over at comicbook.com's WWE page. Myself, Ryan, Matt, and Evan and Valentine will be on to help you out with that. Woo-woo. Looks like you can get your little uh, plugs in for your um, for your gaming expertise. Woo-woo! Yay, me! Also, everyone, look at Becky. What? Well, look at Becky. Look at Becky. All right. So, uh, stop it. <laughs> Never mind. You you no. really that was uh, actually ten minutes ago. So you, uh, you really have no time. So you better do it in a lightning round fashion. You got about like forty five seconds. Go ahead. 
Uh, it's hurtful. Uh, Resident Evil 3, um, I will say we've got a excellent review uh, on the site from Tanner Dedman. Uh, so you can definitely check that out. Uh, I've been playing it, uh, and it is fantastic. You a lot of time on us. You better hurry I know. Up. It's been fantastic, though. It is, it is supreme. If you played the original, uh, you're going to love this. I mean, they've even made improvements from RE2, which was also spectacular. So you should definitely check this out. Also, the multiplayer mode is in open beta right now. You should definitely check that out because it is literally like a dungeon master and four people trying to work against the clock, and it's awesome. Also, you should check out my review on Persona 5 Royale on comicbook.com. We've got a video and a full review up. Uh, one of the best Japanese RPGs, but also I will just say RPGs, period. It's so weird and over the top and crazy and has people ripping uh, their skin off their face and revealing crazy supernatural powers and people the on the outside. It's awesome. It is dope. So you should That's definitely happening in the game. Let's specify. Well, yeah, it's happening okay. in the game. That's yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah, we don't know what's happening in the world these days. Well, that's true. Yeah, so definitely check that out. Uh, it is available now. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. I want to thank you guys for tuning in once again from wherever you are quarantined. Uh, we are going to be keep putting up new episodes every Wednesday, every Friday on comicbook.com. You can subscribe there to our RSS feed and get uh, regular updates about new episodes of the show. Or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platforms. We're on uh, iTunes. Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Google Playlists. And if you miss our faces, you can always find episodes of the show on the comicbook.com YouTube page. If you want to talk to us about anything uh, related to the show, especially with WrestleMania coming up, hit us up the hashtag comicbooknation. Also, you know every we're doing a lot of these quarantine watch parties started by Brandon Davis, so hit up that hashtag if you want to do some honestly really fun watch-along of movies with not only just a bunch of other fans, but also directors, stars, things like that. Hit that up. I know the wrestling team will be out there uh, following that WrestleMania hashtag this weekend, so look for them. If you want to reach us individually, you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB. At Connor Casey underscore CB. At Ryan Drosty. All right. And we're coming up on where we're going to be trying to get off, uh, get a bunch of another t-shirts out, a big t-shirt giveaway. So, Get on iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We will read five-star reviews. And if we read yours on air, we will send you a t-shirt. So because so many of you guys are such great fans, we have to start kind of like hop, skipping, and jumping through these. We used to be able to read all five of the ones we had, but now we actually have to like... <laughs> so it is kind of a game. So get yours in because uh, we'll be picking some of the good reviews. That I mean, in, and there is an element to like writing like a really funny or good review to catch our eye um, to get those in so we can send you a t-shirt. That'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. As always, thank you for tuning in with us. We'll see you guys next time. Stay safe out there. Stay healthy. Uh, stay checked in. Peace. Deuces. Peace.